All right, if I could have everybody take your seats. So before we get started, we have a few announcements. Uh, first and foremost right now, we've got our Operation Christmas Child still going on, so we've got a video to show you for that. My name is Elizabeth Costner, and I'm from Latvia. My childhood was not the easiest one. I had two younger siblings with me, and we lived in a super poor environment. My birth parents were very alcoholic and drug addicts, and so living with them was always never safe. One day, a social worker came to my house. She walks in, and then not long after that, she goes to my car, and she tells us to get in the car. And she drove us all the way to orphanage. Me and my two younger siblings, we lived in an orphanage for about a year. At the end of the year, the social worker came back, and she asked if I would like to be part of a foster care family. The word family got me to say yes right away. I only had a foster mom. From the very beginning we met her, she pointed out that she never wanted older children. She made it clear that any time I disobey or got out of line, she could send me back to orphanage. I don't want to go back. There was a day she took me and my siblings to an organization that was doing food stamps. We got our food. But then I was about to leave and my foster mom was like, hey, not yet. And when she guided me towards the long line of people just standing. When it was our turn, the person just looked at me and gave me a shoebox. And the person just smiled and said, here, it's a gift for you. I did not understand why a stranger would give me a gift. foster mom told us we had to wait till we get home. That was the four longest miles in my entire life. I also remember it was a cold winter day. We didn't even notice we were cold. So when we got home, my younger sibling dug in right away with the box. And the first thing I saw was their joy, their happiness for the first time. It warmed my heart so much to just see them happy. Then I looked down at my box and I just looked at it. I opened the box and the first thing was this little purple mouse. It's my first toy I have ever owned that was just mine. Besides the box, I also got a greatest gift booklet. The booklet was full of illustrations. I was amazed and I loved the illustrations and colors and so I started reading it. It got my curiosity up so high because he was talking about Jesus, Lord, resurrection, prayer. But most of all, I think reading that he is my savior and that he loves me made me rethink everything I knew about what I was going through. It wasn't until a few years later, when I was about 14, when I was going through some hard things. I didn't felt loved from 
the day I was born till I got to foster care system. Even through there, while she cared for us, there was really no love, no emotional attachments. I remember the connection the booklet gave me, which made me remember what I read. And so when I read that, it made me really felt like, I cannot believe a stranger will feel love for me, which helped me to really pray for the first time. It felt like a warm, invisible blanket wrapped around me. It felt like Lord was giving me a hug. Officially, he has found me. And so from that day, I never stopped praying. I prayed that we would officially will have a family. Our prayers were answered. We finally got a family. We were adopted in Arkansas. This picture was taken in Latvia. It's my friends traveled to my country to pick us up officially as their daughters. Their love for us is strong and pure, and I love them so much. I told my mom and my dad, we have to pack a box. So each member of our family ended up packing a box, and we send it off every single year. It may seem simple to others, but it spoke so much to me and meant so much to me. Operation Christmas Child, Shoebox Hit, changed my life. So, um, I'm up here to talk about this today because this upcoming week will be the last week that we are collecting items. So if you look in our missions area, you're going to see bins that are to collect um, toys, school supplies, um, hygiene items, things like that. There are lists of recommended items by those bins as well. So if you go to the missions area and see that. So um, a big reason I'm talking about it is because this is the uh, kind of missions ministry that I wanted to start at our church. I first learned about it when I was a little kid and I immediately understood what this mission uh, was about. Um, I grew up with many Christmases that with nothing, and the understanding of being able to give a gift to someone else immediately spoke to my life, and um, I think that that's an important message to teach your kids. Uh, so, you know, stepping out in faith here that it's not about teaching your kids, hey, you should be grateful for what you have. It's about teaching kids about giving a free gift. It's about giving sacrificially. So I'd encourage you to ask your kids or your grandkids, would you be willing to have one less gift this year to give a gift to a kid in a different country? And that, I think, shows the love of Christ um, because salvation is a free gift, freely given by God. And so I just wanted to share that with you guys today. Please let me know if you have any questions about the ministry. Um, there is also shipping costs if you don't have time to go and pick up items this week. It's $10 per shoebox. Um, so you can put that into the uh, box in the sanctuary or donate online. So there's lots of different ways to participate. And let me know if you have any questions. Thanks. Amanda had a talk because I was busy cutting onions. But... <laughs> I am back. <clears throat> All right, uh, continuing on with our announcements. Just older youth potluck. Uh, this joy potluck is uh, today after second service. So if you are interested in that, 
Uh, that will be after second service meeting in our gym. October 28th at 6 p.m., we've got our Harvest Festival. So come on out, join us. We're going to have fun. We're going to have games. We'll be worshiping the Lord. Uh, we are in need of more candy, so please bring uh, individually wrapped candy. It feels weird to have me say this. I promise I'm not getting it. The church <laughs> needs the candy. New members class uh, coming up November 6th and 13th. They will be held after the second service. I heard a woo. That's okay. Clap for that. Uh, after second service in the history room, the class is for anybody who is interested in who we are, what we're doing. If you're wanting to be more involved, join us as an official church member. Um, you can sign up for those classes at our Welcome Center. Love and Compassion Ministry is putting together Thanksgiving food boxes to give out to families. Clapping, please. So we are asking if anybody can to donate uh, some money to help purchase items for the ministry. Uh, you can also do that online through the website. So if you go through our giving tab, there will be a uh, Thanksgiving uh, food boxes fit uh, for you. Women's Ministry is now taking orders for the annual pie sale in the foyer. Yes, I love pie as well. Uh, pies will be available the Sunday before Thanksgiving. So if you would like to purchase a pie, or if you are willing to bake and donate a pie, uh, you can sign up for that in the foyer. Welcome cards in the pews. So if you are new here, you just want to get more involved, want to get more involved with a specific ministry, if you have prayer requests, anything like that, you can fill those out that are in your pews and drop them in the tithe box at the back of the sanctuary. And we are uh, in the middle of Pastor Appreciation Month. We are running out of time in this month, so we have a few more weeks. If you would like to show your appreciation to Pastor Carlos and his family, you can give a gift, you can give a monetary donation, or you can fill out a card in the back. You can do all three. I'm not here to stop anybody from living, living your most pastor appreciation life. <laughs> this time, we're going to enter into our time of uh, giving and worship. So if I could have everybody actually stand to their feet, as we're going to read out of God's word. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. It says, bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down a blessing until there is no more need. We offer three ways to give tithes and offerings here. We're very appreciative of them. Um, as I say, it's biblical. Um, and at this time, we're going to have everybody bow their heads uh, as we enter our time of prayer. Father God, we are so thankful to be able to meet here in your presence, to join together as a, as a faith family, and we just ask that you would be with us all, bless our spirits as we hear Pastor Carlos's message today, to help us grow in faith and love for you and your son. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And at this point, we're going to have uh, our brother come down and read a scripture.
and I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be with you. Everybody said amen. Amen. Thank you, brother, for that. Appreciate that. I believe in God, our Father. I believe in Christ, the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of I believe in God. Jesus. I said, I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For I Who believes in the name of Jesus this morning? Amen. Yes. Lord, as we enter into a time of worship, God, I pray that the worship this morning would be a sweet-smelling aroma to your, to yours, and to the heavens above. God, I pray that this sound, God, would be, would be something that you would want to hear this morning. God, have mercy and grace upon us. Meet us here to this morning, I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see.
all sing it out holy. We sing holy, holy, holy. Worship Jesus, the creator, the king of kings. Amen. Hallelujah. One, two, three, four.
sins of the world but rose again and that same God that same power is in this place this morning that same God is living in you and I oh death where is your sting you see when we pass away we don't just go to the grave we live forever in Jesus name amen and that's not only because we believe but we honor and we love and we're serving the king of kings and the lord of lords this morning I believe in God our father I believe in Christ the Son, I believe in the Holy Spirit, our God is three in one, I believe in the resurrection, that we will rise again, for I believe in the name of Jesus. Let it be known from the rooftop. Let it be known from the mountaintop that we serve Jesus. People we work with, people we see day to day, that they know that we believe in the one and only true God. I believe. I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit, our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection, that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. I I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. Yes, I believe. Yes, I believe. Heavenly Father, we come through the Holy Spirit and in the name of Jesus, thanking and praising the Holy One. Holy, holy, holy. We love you, Lord, and we are so thankful for your blood that covers each and every one of us. 
that blood that saved us because we believe in the name of Jesus and we will be with you forever and ever after this life is over. Thank you, Lord. We love you so much. Come with your power, your grace, and your mercy today. We thank you for installing into our pastor the Holy Spirit that speaks through him. And we pray that we would have that heart to hear, even as the song and the Bible says, to open our hearts, the eyes of our hearts, that we might hear what you have to say through our pastor and the Holy Spirit within him. We love you so much, and we thank you that you have chosen us to be the light of the world the light in the world, the light of the world. And we pray that the blood of Christ would cover us so that we might go forth and present that light who is Jesus. And we do pray these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. God, our Father, I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit, our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection, that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of, lift your voice, I said, I believe in God our Father, I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection. That we will rise again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. It's in the name of Jesus we are free. It's by the blood of Jesus demons flee. Amen. It's in the name of Jesus you go before me, God, and touch every heart in this place. Let these not be my words, but your words from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may be seated this morning. Thank you. Thank you, musicians, singers. So appreciate you. Amen. Thank you so very much. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Um, we're in a series uh, called uh, Trick or Treat. Amen. Somebody say Trick or Treat. Yes, Trick or Treat. And, and while I was praying, I mentioned something uh, last week that I want to, I mentioned something about being arrogant, um, which that's something that I've dealt with in my life um, years past. I know some of you would never believe that, but that's okay. Um, I want to expand on what I meant and some of the thoughts uh, behind that, um, Adam and Eve. Um, and this verse came to mind again. You don't have to turn there. But I want you to turn to Malachi chapter 3. Turn to Malachi chapter 3. Um, and then I want you to go also to Genesis chapter 1. Uh, Malachi chapter 3. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. 
And we'll be starting uh, in verse 7 in Malachi. And then Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, if you could turn there as well. But if you had to pick one, I would say Malachi. First John chapter 2, verse 16 says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of this world. Um, I believe these are three major areas where the enemy could come in. Um, speaking of the pride of life, have you ever told yourself or heard somebody say, I'm not prideful, I'm just proud. And then you realize you've been living your life on your own strength, your own wisdom, your own knowledge, uh, your own abilities, and then we realize we have a little bit of pride, maybe a, not a little bit, maybe a lot of pride in all of us. I was hoping to get an amen there, but it's okay. So in the same way, I want to show you the lust of the eyes. This one right here just kind of stuck out with me. Trick or treat, lust of the eyes, manifest in three different ways right here. Uh, number one, I want to say uh, greed. Somebody say greed. Greed. Genesis 3.1. It says, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, there he goes right there questioning God, you shall not eat every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree of which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, least you, what is that word? Die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So then the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree desirable to make one wise. She took of its fruit, ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Satan, just like back then, wants you to doubt and question God's word. We've talked about that a few weeks ago. He's like a shady salesman who wants to keep you talking because the more he can get you talking, he can get his foot in the door. You ever go try to buy a car? I'm not saying all salesmen are shady, but that's the job of a salesman. The more they can get you talking, they can get, your, they, they can, they can get their foot in the door. And that's what Satan wants to do. He wants to keep you talking. Did God really say she saw it was pleasant to the eye, and that's crazy because it wasn't the only tree, as some of you already know this, that was pleasant to the eye. Genesis 2.9 says, and out of the ground of the, uh, the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight. So every tree in the garden was pleasant to the sight that God made. But for some reason, for some reason, Satan made her think that this one here was different than all the other ones. They were all pleasant to the sight. Satan convinced her that something was different about this one. And this word pleasant, by the way, is translated greed, lust, or desire. It was, it was desirous. And why would God hold out on me? He says, I can have all these, but what's up with that one? Why can't I have that one? I believe the reason why God does this is he wants to test us. God wants to test us. Here's the first sin right here. Yes, we know they disobeyed God, but Adam and Eve took what belonged to God. 
You can have all this. I believe he does this because he wants to test us. You can read all through Deuteronomy or all through the word of God. When we do what God says, he will bless us. When we honor God, he'll take care of us. And so I want to talk about something this morning called tithing. Somebody say tithe. Tithe. The word tithe means tenth. And the number ten all through scripture represents a test. Some of you already know this as well. But for those who are new, the number 10 has a lot of significance in the word of God. The number 10. How many, how many, uh, 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 this should be really easy. How many plagues were there? 10. Ten. How many times did God test Pharaoh's heart? 10. How many commandments are there in the Bible? 10. How many times did God test Israel when they were in the wilderness? 10. How many animals were on the ark? I'm just testing you, just testing you. <laughs> how many days was Daniel tested? In Matthew, how many virgins were tested? Ten. And there's so many more tens. How many disciples were there? Twelve. Amen. I'm just testing you again. Amen. Amen. It's test. It's a t- every two weeks, every week, every month, maybe teenager, every year when you get that birthday money, God is testing you. It's a test. You take a test. And are you going to have faith? Are you going to honor? And will you believe that 90% of God's blessing will go further than the 10%? The devil tells you you've got to have. It's a test. Are you going to live your life by faith? the test they disobeyed I mean their children did the same thing matter of fact one of them actually did Cain Um, let me show you through the principles of the firstborn right here Um, and first fruits Exodus 13 you can just read up on the screen right here the principles of the firstborn the first fruits Exodus 13 then the Lord spoke to Moses saying consecrate to me all the firstborn Whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both man and beast, it is mine. Exodus 23, 19. The first, the, the first of the first fruits of your land you shall bring into the house of, of the Lord your God. Notice it says the word, notice it says the word bring. It doesn't say give. It says bring, because you can't give something that doesn't belong to you. I want to say this real quick before we go any further. This message is going to transform some lives. I'm going to tell you right now, this message, I can feel it already. This message is going to transform, but the enemy already is working right now in people's minds and hearts, whether you're watching online or here in person, causing you to doubt. I want to tell you, have an open heart and listen to what God wants to say to you this morning. Don't lose me. God is going to transform some lives and do some extraordinary things in your life. He doesn't say give, he says bring. According to the Bible, and what I want to say this morning, you can only do two things with the tithe. You can either steal it or you can bring it. Um, it, Because it's not ours to give. It already belongs to God. It'd be like me having a, uh, I I got a car, right? And then let's say Matt and Amanda say, uh, Matt says, hey, pastor, can can I please borrow your car? Uh, our car is in the shop and we need one. We got to go to the airport, all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Here, go ahead. And so he takes it for a few weeks. 
I give him the keys to my car, and uh, he, he uh, takes it. He comes back, and we're talking, and he goes, you know, Pastor, I've been praying. I said, yeah. He goes, yeah, I've been thinking about it, too. I, I want to give you this car. I want to I give you, and I said, wait, what are you talking about, Matt? You, have you lost your mind? That's not your car. That's my car. You're returning it to me. You're not giving me that. You're, you're returning it. No, but I, I, I want to give you this car. That's, that's what I've done um, in my life at times, and I regretted it. Let me show you what happened with Cain and Abel, Genesis 4, 3. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Notice it said the fruit of the ground. It didn't say first fruit. It said the fruit of the ground. And what did God say? I want the firstborn and the first fruit. It said right here. Uh, and in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of, of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, watch what I've been talking about. Remember the open doors, the enemy, the wolves, the demons. Look at this. And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. The word desire means rule. Satan wants to rule over you. And this is how he does it. He helps you take what belongs to God because of the lust of the eyes. I gotta have that barbecue. I gotta have that house. I gotta have that car. And there's nothing wrong with having these things, but we don't wanna take God's money to buy it. Leviticus 27, 30 says, and all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree is the Lord. It is holy. We looked at that word last week. Holy means what? Thank you. Set apart. Holy. All the tithe of the land, whether the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree, is the Lord. It is holy. It is set apart to the Lord. So the first thing we do, the first thing I did when I was eight years old, when I got a check from my grandparents or whatever it was, the first thing I did was put God's money aside, and I did not touch it. Until I came to the house of God, and I gave God his first. principle of tithing um, is an amazing thing. So number one, greed. Number two, another way the enemy works, a characteristic of this demon right here is unbelief. Somebody say unbelief. Unbelief. I met a lot of good people and they don't believe in tithing. And they say it's not for today. I've talked to many people growing up in church. Tithing's not for today. Uh, the principle of tithing, matter of fact, goes, goes uh, all through Scripture because, number one, it was way before the law. I hear a lot of people say, well, tithing, that was the, that was the old law. Actually, no, you're wrong. Tithing, tithing was before the law and after, um, both. 
Um, tithing is actually wor- uh, mentioned in the New Testament. The word tithe is there. It just shows you how blind we can be at times. Uh, we don't even see it. You know? Well, the word tithe is only in the, in the New Testament a few times. I don't care if it's in there only one time. If it's in there, it's in there. The virgin birth is only in the Bible once in the Old Testament, once in the New Testament. But we don't believe that. We don't say that that's not true. Amen. And so, uh, you know, the, the tithing is, is in the word of in the, in the New Testament. Um, but that's how the devil works. He likes to put this unbelief in our heart. Remember, the first goes to God. God said, you you shall bring the silver and gold from Jericho into the house of the Lord. And when he was talking to Joshua, he wasn't saying 10%. Why? Because he said, the first city you conquer, you give me that one first and you'll be blessed. I want to read Joshua 6.19 real quick. You don't have to go there, but Joshua 6.19. But all the silver and the gold and vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated. That means set apart to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. Verse 711 right here. Israel has sinned. They have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have taken some of the accursed things, and they have both stolen and deceived, and they have put it among their own stuff. Therefore, the children of Israel, watch what happens right here. Watch what happens when we take from God. Could not stand before their enemies, but they turned their backs before their enemies because they have become doomed to destruction. Because they took God's money. What did I say last week? The enemy wants to take our, our future generation and he wants to take God's money. Our future generation will be, work, will be talking about next week. They took the tithe. You know, God wants to bless us. He really does. Can somebody say amen? But God cannot bless a thief. You know what's crazy, too? I was thinking about it. We are most like God when we give. For God so loved the world, he gave. And we are most like Satan when we steal. Satan came to steal. You're most like God when you give. I love receiving, but it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing feeling to give. I want to read Malachi chapter uh, 3, starting in verse 7. Yet from the days of your forefathers, you have gone away from my ordinances. The word ordinance means ordinary principle. Okay? Um, Ordinary principle. God's people bringing the tithe to him. Um, again, some say it was 400 years before the law. We could say it was even way before that. Cain and Abel. Um, after the law of the New Testament scriptures, so many people forget, again, the tithe. Uh, right here, it's even in red. Matthew 20, 23, 23. What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income of your urban gardens, but you ignore the most important aspects of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe, yes. Jesus is even saying this. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. Okay? Jesus even says, yes, you should tithe. Okay, I want to keep, keep reading Malachi 3.7. And you have not kept them. Return to me, and I'll return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But he said, in what way shall we return? 
Will a man rob? What does that say? Thank you. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what ways have we robbed you? And tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will be no room enough to receive it and I will rebuke the devourer I love that for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field says the Lord of hosts and all nations will call you blessed for you will be a delightful land says the Lord of hosts he uses this word robbed somebody say robbed there's a difference between theft, stealing, and robbery. Um, if you have ever been away from your house and somebody comes up in your home, they unlock the door, they bust through the window. I'm not going to have a raise of hands if this has happened to anybody, but somebody comes and takes something from you and you are not home, that's called theft. But if you are at home and you are sleeping in your bed, or you're in the shower, or you're on the couch, and somebody comes up in your house and they take from you, that's called robbery. God says, you've robbed me. You know why? Because he's in the house. And when we come to his house, we walk right past the offering basket. We're at home watching online, don't matter what church you go to or what church you attend. And it's that time to give. And he says, you robbed me because I'm in the house. And then he says, you brought a curse upon yourself. You know, I know people who make pretty decent money Fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year, and I've known people who made over a hundred thousand dollars a year, constantly living from paycheck to paycheck, because they're constantly robbing God. And God says right here, "You're cursed with a curse." You know what's crazy about this word "devour"? I looked up this word "devour." It means gulp, gorge, guzzle, wolf. It's not just financial blessings I'm talking about here. Give. This is not give to get rich sermon. This is give because God commanded us to do. And he says, when you give, he says, I will rebuke the devourer, the enemy, the wolf that wants to come and destroy your life. Malachi 3.6. We just read Malachi 3.7. He says, for I am the Lord, I do not change. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances. So number one, greed. Number two, unbelief. The last characteristic I want to look at right here of this demon spirit, fear. Somebody say fear. Fear. <clears throat> fear. I want to go to Luke 22, verse 3. I think this is really fitting for Halloween. 
Then Satan entered Judas. Wow, that shows us Satan can enter humans. Spirits can go into people. And this is crazy too. Judas was a follower of Christ. You know, we look at, we hear the word Judas and we think, but you know, Jesus loved Judas. Judas was a disciple. He walked with the disciples. He was, he was me. He was you. It says right here that Satan entered Judas. Surnamed Iscariot, who was numbered among the twelve, so he went his way and conferred with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him to them. And they were glad, and they agreed to give him money. There was the open door right there. Is, I believe, fear. And let me read some more about Judas right here, John 12. Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. Can somebody say amen? There, he made, uh, there they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one, one of those who sat at the table with him, speaking of Jesus. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil and spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his, wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of oil. But one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii? By the way, that's one year's worth. So in today's day, that would be like a fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000. Why was this not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. Remember who else is a thief? Satan. And Satan entered Judas. It says he was a thief. And had the money box. The money box is what they carried around. Jesus had his own, they had their own uh, <clears throat> offering plate. They'd go around and people would put the tithes and offerings in. And Judas carried the money. He, he was the one that, that, uh, that took care of that. And he used it to take what was put in it. Now, I know no one here, and I, and I mean this with all sincerity. Sometimes I'm sarcastic when I say things, but I mean this with all my heart. I know no one here, if that was left open, no one here would take money out of God's house. I know, first service and second service, no one here would take money from the offering box. I've heard of stories of people actually doing that. And some crazy stuff has happened to those people. It's insane. Can't make this stuff up. But I know no one here would take money from God's house. But I got a question. Let me ask you. The money in the offering box that belongs to God, that belongs to his house for his ministries, is it the same when we don't put money in the offering box that belongs to God? Is it the same like taking it out? Do we become a thief? And give Satan the right to enter us? Because that's what happened with Judas who betrayed Jesus. Let me show you a little more. You know, I believe Judas sold Jesus out because of fear. The moment Judas found out that, how do I say this? Stuff was about to hit the fan. When Judas found out that he wasn't going to build an earthly kingdom... Judas said, oh, man, I got to look out for my future. I got to look out for my future. And a lot of people don't tithe and give to God because they're afraid of the future. 
they're afraid to give. And the moment Judas found that out, scholars say that he said, okay, I got to think of my future right here. Matthew 26, 15. And Judas said, what are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out to him 30 pieces of silver. Matthew 27, 3. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? You see it to it. Then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple. He's in church right here. Judas is in church right here. Then he threw down the pieces of silver. And departed and went and hanged himself. But the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, It is not lawful to put them into the treasury because they are the price of blood. You know where they got the 30 pieces of silver? Scholars say they got it from the treasury. They got it from the house of God. It's crazy to think they, they took tithe money to betray Jesus. And here's what most people would say. I would never, I would never betray Jesus for money. I would never do that. I've said that. But the question is, would you betray him for 10%? Would you betray Jesus when you get paid $100 every week? Would you betray Jesus for $10? If you get paid $200 every two weeks, would you betray him for $20? He says, give, bring the tithe into the storehouse. Bring to me what is mine. He just says, bring it to my house. He doesn't say, bring it to some TV, TV missionary. Bring it to some other, some, the boys and girls club. He says, bring the tithe to my house and everything else he'll take care of. He'll make a way. He says, bring to my house. It's crazy to think that they use this money to betray Jesus. And if you would do that, are you opening a door to Satan? But you know what's crazy? Why 30 pieces of silver? I looked into this, 30 pieces of silver. Exodus 32, 21, 32 says, if an ox gores a male or female servant, he shall give to their master. 30 shekels of silver, and the ox shall be stoned. The 30 pieces of silver was the price of a slave. Talk about bondage. Talk about believers being in bondage. They betrayed Jesus with the tithe, 30 pieces of silver, the price of bondage. Which tells me when we don't return to God what's God's, we become a slave we become a, a bondage. We become in bondage to mammon, to money. As I close this message, I don't want, I want you to hear me as I'm preaching this. This is not so the church can get rich. I'm preaching this because I love you. And I don't want the devourer to control your life. I've watched countless people close the door to Satan when it comes to this. Yes, maybe the spirit of greed, maybe fear, unbelief, whatever it is, and they trust God. And I've seen God open doors and move in their life like they have never seen. But I've also seen countless people because of this. 
just like Judas, walk away and the devourer comes in time. I don't care how much money they make. The devourer comes and they're cursed with a curse. You know what? I was thinking about this. How, how could Judas, who saw Jesus do all these miracles, who saw Jesus do all these things, who loved him, how could Judas, Judas betray the Son of God? I was thinking about that, and I, I came up with an answer. Because all the disciples were, were un, they, none of them were perfect. They all made mistakes, but they always bounced back. But how could Judas do this? I'll tell you how, because Jesus was never Lord in Judas's life. You know who Jesus was to Judas? He was the good teacher. He was the, the good friend. I don't believe Jesus was ever Lord over Judas's life. That's how someone like Judas can steal from God. And you know what's really scary too? Is in Mark, it talks about Jesus says, it would have been better for Judas to never be born. That's scary. He says, the one who betrayed me, it would have been better for him to never be born. That's a whole other sermon right there, but church, can we trust God with our tithe? Can we trust God and give him what is his? Can we honor him? I wrote something down, and I, I stuck it in my phone while I was driving. And I, and I want to I read this to you. No, I wasn't texting and driving. But it says right here, I do something called talk text. And sometimes when you guys get my messages, they don't make sense. But I don't want to buy the life of Satan and his tricks. Trick or treat. His tricks, one of them being, I can't afford to tithe. I will give when it's convenient. I'll give to God what I have left. I don't want his tricks. I don't want his treats. His treat being, I'll have, I'll have more money if I don't tithe. No, you'll have less money. I'll be able to save more. No, your money will be cursed. Don't allow Satan to help you be a thief and steal from God. I want to tell you right now, I don't care how many bills you have or don't have, when you get money, the first thing you should do is bring it to God's house. Honor God and watch God. If God, if God could take five loaves of bread and two fishes and feed multitudes, and all you have is $7, he could take a $5 bill and $2 bills and you put it into that plate and he can make it go really far. Amen. Trust me. It's not about the amount. It's about what God has required you to give. He says, give the tithe to me. And tithe means what? 10%. 10%. Will a man rob God? Yeah, you have robbed me tithes 
and an offerings. Church, don't rob God. Don't allow the devourer to come into your house. Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your word, for this message. God wants to do some supernatural things when it comes to your finances. Um, <clears throat> and it's been a long time since I've, I've mentioned this every once in a while, but the last time I preached on tithing was last year, and the Spirit of God said, my people need to know. My people need to know. Uh, I'm not doing any favors by not speaking God's word. Is Jesus Lord in your is Jesus Lord of your life? Is he in you? Is he is he living in you? Is he working in you? Is is uh is he breathing into you this morning? He maybe he's knocking at your door. Maybe you're not right with God this morning. You say, Pastor, I'm not right with Jesus. Before we move any further, before we go any further, first and foremost, you want to give your life to God. You say, Pastor, I'm not right with Jesus. I am a sinner who needs saving. I'm not right. If I was to die today, I would not make heaven my home. No one's looking around. You say, Pastor, pray, pray for me. You raise your hand all across this place. I want to accept Jesus. Amen. God sees that hand. God sees that hand. Amen. Anyone else? God sees these hands. God sees that hand. Amen. Amen. God sees that hand. God sees that hand. Amen. I mean, you put those hands down. Honest hearts in this place. Honest hearts. Hallelujah. Maybe this morning, maybe this morning, God wants to forgive you. Maybe, may, as, as hard as this may sound, maybe there's some greed. Maybe you have greed in your life. You're, you, you, you don't even think of it that way. But, but maybe, maybe you are greedy. Um, maybe there's some unbelief. Maybe God needs to forgive you for unbelief. You haven't believing in him. You have, you have been not believing in, in, in his word and having faith in him. Uh, or maybe fear. Fear of the future. Fear of stepping out in faith. Um, I'm telling you right now, uh, the spirit of th this spirit right here is heavy. And uh, it attaches it to all kinds of people. All kinds of people, all walks of life. And uh, Jesus wants to set you free. Hallelujah. But first and foremost, you're here this morning. You're not right with God. You say, Pastor, I need Jesus to come into my heart. You raised your hand. I want us to all do something right now. I want us to all stand to our feet. And we're going we're gonna to ask, we're gonna, we're gonna ask Christ into our heart this morning. Many of you raised your hand. I so appreciate your honest heart. Stand with us this morning as we pray, as we ask Christ to forgive us of our sins. Ask him to come into our heart. I don't want anyone to walk away from this place without having the chance to receive Jesus. What a shame it would be to come to church and not have the invitation to have Christ come into your life. Bow your heads with me. Dear Jesus... Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. I am sorry for what I've done. Lord, you know what that is. Forgive me for this unbelief, for this fear, for this doubt that I've had when it comes to giving. Forgive me for the greed that might be in my heart. And Lord, forgive me for the sin that I've allowed to come into my heart. I repent this morning. I turn from my evil ways and I turn to you. Take me and use me, I pray.
In Jesus' precious name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Man, I can feel it already. I can tell already, and I, I can sense it. Our God is good. I feel a release right now in my, in my, in, in my spirit and my soul that I know I did what God wanted me to do. But again, I don't care how long you've been going to church. How long, if you say, well, pastor, man, I haven't been, I, I haven't been giving. Uh, it's been, uh, man, I haven't been giving. Well, go ahead and calculate everything and bring it. No, I'm joking. You don't do that. How many of you know we serve a God who says, go and sin no more? If you haven't been tithing or giving to the house of God, that's between you and God. If you have not been doing that, it starts today. Because we serve a gracious God who's not going to want you going. What's that word? Uh, 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 recompense. We don't need to do any of that. The next time you get paid, the next time you get your social security, the next time it don't matter what you get, whatever you get, the next time you get that dollar bill, you give God what's God's and the rest is yours. And you watch God take care of you. <laughs> our sister Carol, Carol, can you come up here real quick, please? Can we give our sister Carol a hand? I want Carol real quick. We don't got much time, but can you give us a quick little testimony of, of what God just ha has done recently in your life? Um, is it on? It's on, yeah. Can you hear me? Let me see. One second. I can yell it. <laughs> okay, God has in the last three months, or no more than that, four or five months that I've been starting to tithe regularly. This last week, um, I put in Sunday morning, I put my 10% um, in, and then um, Monday morning, I got a knock on the door. And this lady came to my house and said, um, um, we hear that you do not drive, but you have a car space. And we were wondering if you would like to rent it out. So they rented, they said they would rent it out for like $75. And so, um, but she goes, but we would like to pay you a check of $900. So, so that it does work. We don't give to get rich. That's not what they, they, this ain't no, matter of fact, I don't want to be rich. I just want to be obedient. I want to be obedient. And I want to be blessed. I want his blessings. I don't want the world's blessings. I want his blessings. And I want him to protect me from the devourer of this world, from the wolf. Honor God. Trust God. And you watch. God move mountains in your life. Amen. Be blessed. Amen. Thank you. Be blessed this morning.